I'm speaking with Luis Betancourt of the Santa Fe Institute, and I'll start part two by asking him about the different subjects involved in the study of cities. A lot of researchers from different disciplines are involved. Yeah, I think the joy of mathematics is that it's really, in some sense, at a minimum, it's a language. It's a way of expressing things clearly and seeing connections between ideas and sometimes to be able to predict new things. And cities, of course, are a rich topic for, as you said, many disciplines from economics and urban economics to geography to people who study transportation systems to sociologists to planners, of course, and urbanists, and many other people that thought about social organization in space and time and all the engineering and efficiencies that need to be realized, but also all the social dynamics that happens. So there are many interesting ideas about cities, and some of them, of course, are truer than others, and some are more particular for particular times or particular places. And I think what mathematics really allows you to do, both through data and statistics and then through modeling and theory, is to try to build something that's clear and that expresses many of these ideas together in a clear way and also allow you to tell that some of these other ideas may not be so general or may not be right, and therefore to build something that now can be used for science where we can test if these ideas are right or wrong and where they may fail and uh, how particular places in history or in space may be a little different. From your studies, are you optimistic about the future of cities? Yes, absolutely. I think, as I was trying to say, I think cities really solve a problem for a social species like us, which is how to be social on a very large scale, and, and in some sense in an open-ended way. And that's what you find cities doing all over the world as barriers to people interacting have been falling, both through technology and societies that are better uh, socially and politically. I think you see cities form everywhere and societies change their character to become more and more urban. So I think we'll see the world in the next few decades become urbanized to the extent that we are familiar with in the United States or in Europe or in parts of Asia already. But it's also possibly true that the dynamics that cities create of these social interactions and large social networks and the, and, and the way in which they facilitate how they happen may be expressed also in other ways through telecommunications, through the web, and other ways. So it's important when you have mathematics to see also what it is that you're trying to describe as a morphology, but also try to understand how it generalizes and how it could be expressed in a different way. That's really what's wonderful about having mathematics and not just a, a verbal account of what a city might be in terms of its detailed characteristics. So I'm very optimistic that certainly our amazing advantage as a species has been really to be social and to derive the benefits that we can have from being social in large connections connected networks, and cities solve that problem as do other things. And so I'm very optimistic that that is certainly our future as our societies become better in the sense of uh, facilitating the joys of doing that and removing the dangers and costs. And now you mentioned the connections. One of the articles about your research, it mentioned how a long time ago, urban renewal efforts actually destroyed some of those connections and, and wound up being failures because of that. That's correct. So uh, often when people in, in the history of planning and the history of managing cities more generally started looking at the cities that existed then, they were looking at cities that were either in the wake of the Industrial Revolution or in the U.S. a little bit later, in the post-war particularly, but also before. And they saw all the problems that you see in cities, which are always there, problems of poverty, problems of exclusion, problems of crime, problems of pollution. And they thought that a way to solve those problems was actually in some sense to remove density, to create, you know, in the U.S. particularly more highways and ways for people to live at lower densities with more space. 
But that, of course, has two aspects to it. On the one hand, it may indeed reduce some of these issues, but it also makes harder for people to connect and interact with each other. And so depending exactly how it's done, and it's always a fine balance, you don't want to destroy the advantages of the city by trying to solve its problems. You want to understand how to solve the problems and encourage what the benefits of social dynamics that cities were created for in the first place. So I think as we study cities more, but also, frankly, as we start getting more mathematical theory that allows us to express these ideas more precisely and to measure them and, and to see how they evolve over time, even under policies, we are in a better position to try to understand how to foster the positive things about cities and to try to solve the problems that they sometimes express, often through the same kind of basic dynamics. Luis, is there anything you'd like to add? No, since we're talking to an audience that's interested in mathematics, I just want to express that the world is full of really interesting ideas. Certainly, I work in the area of complex systems, and that's a place where either studying at social systems like cities or things that happen on the web or in biology and ecology, there are immense opportunities through new data, but also through mathematical thinking to make a difference and also to understand age-old problems that have been difficult. But I think because of this combination of mathematics being applied more universally, more people knowing about it, but also more data, there's a tremendous opportunity for us to enjoy learning these solutions and also, in some sense, perhaps making the world a little bit better through that understanding. So for everybody interested in mathematics, don't just think it's solving an equation. It's really thinking of the world mathematically, and that is a tremendous advantage over when it can be done over sometimes endless discussions about difficult problems. There's a clarity to mathematics that's essential, and that's very powerful. Oh, that's very well put. That's Luis M. A. Betancourt, who's a professor of complex systems at the Santa Fe Institute. Luis, thanks for taking the time. You did a great job. Thank you. My pleasure.